last time on Dice Funk. Solomon Luna is a very bad person and he's doing bad stuff. Basically zero attempt by the player characters to stop him or put any obstacles in his way. You guys have accomplished a lot. Is, is there anything that he can give us on what Solomon is up to? <laughs> Do you know who makes the drugs in Valentine? Well, from context, I'm guessing Solomon Luna. <laughs> Corporate presentation to help outline the future goals of the administration department. Uh, 31. Wow. <laughs> Me that's here now is kind of mean to you. I'd kind of figure that's because deep in your subconscious, you cognitively realize the real cat was kind of a bitch too. Thanks, cat. Always great to have these talks. Beatrice Beauregard, conduit of miracles. We're all so very impressed. I feel like I kind of want to sit around for a little bit longer and hear what they're saying. Can I do it from the safety inside of the vent? We were priests of beings you cannot even begin to comprehend. I'm interpreting as his first plan was to use Katarina to get rid of his other competitors. Right, yeah, I was thinking that too. Valentine's future, no more games. The main idea is that after some period of time after signing, relinquishes ownership down to the workforce in a distributed manner. Are you suggesting turning this into a workers' cooperative? <laughs> the Valentine Devil walks over to Bo's desk and crushes it. It retrieves a object we call the Sephiroth, cradles it in its arms, and walks back out the way it came, trailing black fire in its wake. I, I thought of like one thing since last week where I'm like, this seems more thought out and fleshed out than the things I was saying last week. Mm-hmm. Hey, no more having to work multiple jobs in debt to stay afloat, maybe, while the heads get rich off of the labor and through exploitation of the working class. Uh-huh. Maybe pay people fairly a living minimum living wage for a single stable job. Uh-huh. One job, one ability to live, no hoarding wealth rather than paying a fair wage. If you can't pay a living wage, you shouldn't be in control. That that's the thing I thought of this week. No more. What's the what's the stuff we get paid with? Scram, scram, scrum. Yeah, scrum. no. <laughs> I like the idea that it's scrum. It's called it's called script, script. without a T. Okay. Yeah. No. No more script. Give us money and a minimum wage. I like I like scrum better. Living wage of non-scrum. This reason why we probably are going to go super, super nuanced in all the in- intricate bylaws that are going to be passed because that would be tedious, and I don't think anyone wants to listen I, to that. The only reason that like minimum wage stuck in my head was that I just suddenly started thinking, like, oh yeah, like every problem that has happened this season is because none of the jobs in Valentine pay a minimum wage or a living wage and that's why we had to steal and why everyone has multiple jobs and why everything's terrible. Maybe maybe just a 40 hour a week living wage would be alright. Oh no, you've defeated my campaign by finding it secret. You've unlocked it and now you've beaten the game. <laughs> hey, it was 2am last time we recorded. I am allowed to not see things for what they are. <laughs> no, it's good though. I will say that like, incidentally, looking back at it, that actually wouldn't have fixed Ed's problem, though. 
the long-term view of that is if there was a system which paid fairly, people wouldn't be able to hoard so much wealth that they essentially are their own government, which means that Harker wouldn't have been able to act with impunity, which means you wouldn't have ended up in that dumpster. So it's like the health of the entire society has led to that point. It's not like a, it's not a short-term A to B thing. Yeah. It's like a long-term consequences thing. Oh, Jesus. So you say this is like a 50-episode problem and not a 40-episode <laughs> problem? Ah, oh, shit. I was just explaining the concept of cause and effect, but that's fine. Do you guys want to do this episode? Yeah. Let's do this episode. Okay, because last time um, you guys watched on a security feed that Reese had snuck into Beauregard Textiles and you saw a being that I'm calling the Valentine Devil. You don't actually know if it is a devil. It looks like one giant bat wings, horns on the head, claws, super muscular. Uh, this Valentine devil stole the Sephiroth from Bo and escaped. And because you guys need villains to defeat to grow your reputation, uh, you obviously leaked this to the press. Everyone knows that's its name in the press is the Valentine devil. It's getting headlines and you guys have to hunt it down and capture it uh, to continue your plan uh, to take over administration and change Valentine. So how do you do that? So one thing I wanted to point out is I don't think we've considered whether or not the Valentine Devil would take on a mascot job for one of the local teams. You know, we can't defeat it in combat. We can defeat it by proxy of turning it into a likable villain as opposed to a hated villain. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like a, a counter programming uh, campaign against it to make it unpopular. That way... Profit? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just I'm just proposing turning it to like the next Philly fanatic, you know, that thing that nobody actually likes. Sports. Um, I've got a question for Austin. <laughs> um, That's me. How how conspicuous is this thing being in town? Like, do we know where it is? Is it leaving a trail of destruction behind it, or is it, you know, did it blow up a building and then just kind of lay low? That's a good question. As far as you guys are concerned, you were not aware of this thing at all, and then it. It flew in through the side of Beauregard Textiles, stole the Sephiroth, and flew back out. And that's the only time anyone's ever seen or heard of it, as far as you know at this moment. But that's what investigations are for. Let's say, all right, we should just get down there and Angela Lansbury it up. Let's fucking murder she wrote it. I'm also going to continue to use it as a, the way I refer to it, because um, it is a like a large uh, muscular demon slash devil. You're not entirely sure. But it's, uh, it's a Ken doll. As far oh. as that zone is concerned. Well, I guess we needed to know that. <laughs> I described it last episode as not having clothes, so just in case anyone so, was So curious. my plan to, like, defeat this creature purely through, like, genital destruction is not gonna pass now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great band name. Genital destruction. I know you were planning on using it, screwing him as a speed bag to defeat it, but I have cut off that route, oh. so you're gonna have to find a new solution. What have you done? To the scene of the crime. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the first order of business is go to the scene of the crime, investigate it. We need lots of, like, um, enhance, enhance, you know, mm -hmm. flashy editing, inappropriate demonstration of forensic techniques, you know, the whole, the whole six and a half yards. And then you put on your sunglasses and then the who happens. Yeah! That was the... The smallest yeah I've ever heard. <laughs> I was trying not to scream it. The smallest yeah. So you guys go to Beauregard Textiles. You see there are Modron 
crawling all over the building and the complex. They're all running around these little uh, robots who are spheres and cubes and triangles, and they're just going hop, 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 and they have little batons and little guns, and oh. they're absolutely adorable. I love them. Uh, Blood Maw the Invincible, the demon, greets you guys at the gate and uh, you know waves you in. He's escorting you up the executive elevator up to Bo's office, where which is the scene of the crime. Do you guys say anything in the elevator on the way up there? Um, Bloodmore, what sort of uh, what sort of mood is Bo in today? I'm guessing not good. Actually, if I had to describe her mood in one word, it would be inspired. Oh God! Inspired to kill us, or uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, ding! The elevator door is open, and you guys see. <laughs> Uh, this time, Bo is dressed, uh, I said the Pope last time, right? This time, like a regal Victorian queen, like just dressed up as if on coronation day, just ridiculous amounts of finery and just billowing uh, train. And it's just, it's popping in here. Uh, and you see what was a crime scene is now more of an art studio, mm. an at- uh, atelier. I don't know. Someone who knows how to pronounce that word will. Mm. No doubt, correct me. But one of the things in here, you guys obviously see someone flew in through the wall. There's a giant hole in the wall. There are black scorch marks where uh, the Valentine devil exuded black fire. Um, But Bo seems unbothered, more or less, and is in fact has even more art supplies in here and seems to be incorporating uh, the ashes into paint and into cosmetics that he's working on and into she just has like all in her face just like maybe she was testing like different shades and stuff for makeup purposes and you can see there's like one mural where painting a, a landscape of the scene one there's one that's abstract there's a dress that has the scene kind of uh imposed on it that he's creating embroidered yeah that's what you see and Blood Maud just kind of shakes his head and says, please don't make me come back up here and get you. Okay. You going to behave? I don't. What would we do? You leave a trail of dead everywhere you go. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty metal. A, a trail of death follows us. We just turn around and go, no, thank you. Yeah. He just pushes the elevator door button <laughs> and goes back down. Uh, Bo does not stop working. Uh, so I'm going to say we all roll investigation. Yeah, let's do do some rolls. Can we say that the Pink Panther theme plays in the background while we're investigating? Do you want to roll for Pink Panther? I got 14 on investigation. And I rolled a 14 on investigation as well. Uh, 15. We're crushing it. Come on, Rat Girl. 18. So the DC is 15, two people pass, which is half, which is what you need. So you guys actually split up and just start investigating Bo's luxurious uh, office, which is just crammed with literally dozens of projects he's working on right now. And he sees you. It's not like he's in some kind of unbreakable trance. It's just you're not as important as what he's doing. Um, Sweet. So you guys start, uh, you know, sifting through ashes and turning over stuff. And with a 15, uh, what you notice is that nothing but the desk was disturbed this was like a pretty precise smash and grab Bo wasn't basically hurt at all just repelled 
by the, the shockwave from the black fire. You see there's just the one entry point and the one exit point where the Valentine Devil flew in through the wall. Not the window, the wall specifically. Um, you guys can, in true CSI fashion, collect samples of the black ash. I mean, all ash is black-ish, but you know what I'm saying, from the black fire specifically. Um, if you want to get that analyzed, if you know how. Um, you guys don't pick up any fingerprints. Uh, the thing was not wearing clothes, so there's not any swatches. It wasn't injured, so there's no blood. Uh, if you have any questions, you can ask me. You succeeded, so I'll answer them honestly. Uh, I had a question about, I just had an idea, but it'd be another role. Uh, could we roll something to know either history or religion to know what the Valentine Devil is? Yeah, it's an outsider, so religion is the way that works. I'm going to do it. Cool. Nine, oh, 19. <laughs> Uh, 19 is a, a good success. Um, you know that most fiends, which devils and demons both are, uh, are shapeshifters. So it could be a demon masquerading as a devil. It could be a devil masquerading as a demon. It could be both. It could be neither. There's also a third kind of fiend called a Yugoloth. Mm-hmm. Um, the main difference is devils are lawful evil. Demons are chaotic evil. And Yugoloths are neutral evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but most, most of them can take any kind of forms that they need to. So actually, you know, it doesn't really matter what it looked like. When those beings change form, is it just to the eye or does it physically change to the shape? Like, I'm wondering, does the, the entry and exit holes tell us anything? I I believe they're polymorphic when they change. So the entry and exit hole would simply confirm what the size was when it came and went, but not necessarily confirm what its original size was. Ah, It's it's a non-illusory change. So, Okay, so you guys caught it on tape. So you can look at it any time you want. And it doesn't match any known type of devil, demon, or Yugoloth. Exactly. Uh Mm. So you know that it's whatever it is, it was polymorphed. It does not. That is not a thing that exists in nature naturally the way it looked. So it might not even be a fiend is what you're saying. It could be anybody if they just polymorphed into look like that. Is anybody there? Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking. Austin can't confirm or deny, I think, because it would give yeah. away information probably. <laughs> I left the pause in an editing. I've got, I've, got a, I've got a question for Bo. Mm-hmm. Hey, sorry to, sorry to bother you with this very important looking art you're doing. Um... This thing that flew through your office, did it take anything off your desk? Is there anything that should be there but isn't? Uh, Bo stops, puts down his brush, uh, you know, wipes his hand on a towel or something, uh, and tries to, like, cool down for a second. Like, he was, like, really into the art, so he has to, like, mentally uncouple from, from that for a second before turning to you mm-hmm. and says, you do realize we are in competition now, right? Yeah, but also we have proven time and again that we can get stuff done. And this thing flew through your office and made a bit of a mockery of you. We we can help find out what this thing is. We'll let you know, you know, what was going on as a benefit to to you helping us out a bit. Teamwork. Exactly. Makes the dream work. I'm not going to hold your obliviousness against you because I do believe that you think everything you're saying is good. So I'm just going to lay this out here. If you catch the Valentine devil, you benefit your, your reputation increases, your renown increases and mine decreases. It is an embarrassment to be attacked, but even more so to let you all who so infamously spurred 
my attempt to make you all rich, that would be a humiliation of an entirely different order. Okay, okay. All right. Can Aaron track the Sephiroth? Because, like, he's like, oh, I'll track well. He asked if you guys wanted to work together, and Reese said no. So he doesn't want to work with you anymore. Oh. Okay. But I said I'd call him if I changed my mind. Now he's tracking, he's listening to, he's, he's spying on us, and we don't get anything out of the equation. So I want to, uh, I'm, I'm not really, like, investigating the office so much. I want to try investigating the internet and see, because I imagine after news of the devil's gone out, everybody who thinks they've ever seen the devil is talking about it. And I want to try to, like, <laughs> glean through that information and try to see if there's any actual nuggets of truth to be found that could possibly lead to, like, where it went. Like a cryptid forum, basically? Well, no, more like somebody has, like, a YouTube video that, you know, actually shows a video or something like, or somebody's like, oh, I saw it going down here or something like that. All right, roll me history. It's been a while since we've done an internet check, but you're basically using your Googling skills to solve this mystery. 13. All right, anybody else want to help? Uh, I'll, ha- I'll help. Yeah, this is history, you said? Yeah, uh, I, I probably shouldn't just because my history is that bad. 13 also. Eight. Still not great. <laughs> so we got two people break 10. So I'll say this. Um, Reese, you find a forum of people talking about this and you see um, people saying like, yeah, I, I compared it to all the different known devils and demons and Yugoloths and it doesn't look like any of them. And someone says, uh, "I my dad works at Nintendo. He says they have a more advanced uh, face scanning technology. The, the, actually, the the police have a face scanning technology that can uh, more accurately uh, match than the stuff they're using on the forum. Okay, hold on. Can I just, uh, I need to clarify. Did this guy say his dad works at Nintendo, but then he's like in the same paragraphs, like actually he works at the police station instead? I mean, my dad works at Nintendo is like an idiom referring to like, oh yeah, you're not yeah. sure if the person's telling the truth, but they say they have inside information. It's not literal. Okay. Oh, gotcha. okay. I was like, damn, Nintendo in this universe? <laughs> okay. I, I was like, I'm going to not believe the dude who switched where his dad worked midway through the first sentence. Um, but no, that's uh, that's not a bad idea. Is there a username attached to the person who said that? Um, no, because I didn't think of one because I'm improving this. So Also, we could just call Graves, right? I'm assuming if Austin didn't have a nickname for him, was going to say, like, hey, the, the clue is police station. Yeah. Well, that assuming one of us still has Graves' information, sure. Uh, Reese should. They were buddies for a while. But buddies, huh? Quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, go Reese. By the way, I often have to cite my sources just so people don't think I'm taking this uh, my my political stuff too far. The police facial recognition is a real thing. It's actually oh, I, yeah <laughs> yeah okay. So I I don't want to get into it. It's uh it's bad. It's scary. There's a lot of states right now where it's uh, being argued if it's even legal. That's something I actually studied in law school, but it's it's a th- developing technology. But in this world, it works. But yes, if you guys want to follow that lead, it's a good lead. I, I think Reese should go for this lead. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go investigate it. Uh, so does the team want to go or is yes. it just Reese? <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think Reese has the phone number. I, I was assuming Reese was just going to phone, but we can go. We can go to the, the station. <laughs> So before we leave Bo's office, uh, is Bear, Bird the Bear around? (laughs) The softest boy. Yeah. 
Yes, of course. He's around. Um, where is he? The most absolute unit. Why don't you tell me where Bird is? I'd like to think he's sleeping on like a couch or something in Bo's office. In the office? He doesn't have his own room? He has his own side office. There we go. There's a door <laughs> through her office. I just invented it. You're welcome. Thank you. World building. Does he have a big pile of pillows? Is it everyone's in a full bed? How does it work? It's it's a canopy bed now. Hell yeah. N- Lauren, can you be the DM for a minute? People like this now. I'm trying out this new thing. Chris is going to be people with Minnesota accents. You're going to be the person who tells me about the living arrangements of animals. Okay. So I like to think he has the room of a princess. <laughs> I love him. So so it's there's just soft pillows and blankies everywhere. He's got a canopy bed so he can keep the sun out when he's sleeping. Try like a flat screen TV playing like animal videos or something. Oh, <laughs> just salmon swimming around. Jumping. Yeah, like a, a, a little chilled salmon cooler or something. I don't know. This is a bougie ass bear. Yeah, it's very good. There's like one of those uh, those freezers people keep in the garage for the, the meat they're never actually going to get around to cooking, but it's just full of salmons. Yeah. And berries. Fuck off. <laughs> bears. No, I didn't know I because mean, they eat berries. I didn't even think about that. Uh-huh. You tried to slip a pun past me. No one outpuns me, motherfucker. <laughs> it was an accident. Mm-hmm. And honey, right? Is that a stereotype or is that, are we being racist right now or do they actually like honey? I think they actually like bears like honey, right? Winnie the Pooh taught me that. That They have to. It's just sugar. Everything like sugar, sucrose. Yeah, everything thinks it's good, so... Mitochondria? It's the powerhouse of the cell. <sighs> Got a... A-T... A-A... What's the... Krebs, <laughs> Krebs cycle! Sure. Is that the ATGC thing? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say, and then I forgot how it went. DNA? No, that's a different guy. No, that's different. Weren't you gonna major in chemistry? No, no, no. My parents wanted me to. I was like, I am bad at this. Please, God, no. And they were like, do it. And I was like, no. You're like, I don't even know what the mitochondria is. I was like, I took three years of chemistry. I don't remember shit. That's biology. (laughs) You don't know my life. (laughs) All right. So Bird has a bear palace and it is exquisite. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to I'm going to go cuddle that bear. Okay. So you want to roll to cuddle? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight. Oh, I'm so squished. He squishes you. Okay. So uh, you come in to pet your best friend, Bird the Bear, and you guys, uh, you just want to pet, but he begins roughhousing with you, and you get squished under his mighty f- flab. Please help. No. Never. Bear, please. Bird, please. I keep saying bear instead of your name. Help. <laughs> That's Austin's fault for naming the character like that. Um, He starts looking in your face, and you can't breathe. His tongue is so big. <sighs> He's so big. Can I wiggle out? Mm-hmm. You want to make a dexterity saving throw to escape the cuddles? That is a plus two. Eleven. That's above average. It is. So you escape, but he takes... What does he take? You have gloves on? He wants to take a glove. Okay, he can have it. Okay, that's his now. That's fine. <laughs> He's going to chew on it. That's fine. New toy for for bird. Do you have anything you want to talk to him about? Uh, he's a he's a bear. Sure is. What well, am I gonna be like? Hello, bear who doesn't understand me. He nods. <laughs> Life is hard sometimes. <laughs> he nods. I wish I could just sleep in a bear palace and eat salmon all day. 
<laughs> he rolls over and like leaves room for you. All right, I'm gonna spend a little while in the in the, bear, the bear palace before I get to work. Okay, self care time. <laughs> All right, so nothing else. No, I think that's good. Okay, so you guys are gonna continue to the police station now. And unless before we leave, does anyone have mind reading magic? <laughs> More importantly, does anyone have mind reading rat magic and wants to risk it on the person who probably has something akin to power word kill or some other parallel of the spell wish? And then I back down my suggestion and we go to the police. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys get hop in the loser mobile, go over to the police station. You you know walk in, ask if Inspector William Graves is in. And the police officer at the desk uh, makes a face, evasive face, like he doesn't want to talk about it. And he says, um, uh, I can take a message. No. I want to draw a very adorable picture of a dog mm -hmm. and put it on the desk and cast Zone of Truth. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's the save for Zone of Truth? Uh, it is a charisma saving throw against 15. Okay. Police officer. Bad stats. Nine. He fails. He has to tell the truth. He does know he's been because he loves because he loves the dog. He knows he's been zone of truth, right? Uh, defect creature was aware of the spell, and yeah, so they can. Okay, so having but they have to be truthful though. Yeah, so he's gonna be like, "Why you gotta be like that?" Cause I'm rat girl. <laughs> <laughs> you celebrities think you can just take anything you want? Just push the little guy around. Hardworking, middle class. Valentinians trying whoa, to feed whoa, my family. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying this person's telling the truth that they're hardworking? <laughs> In his mind, he believes he's hardworking. Yeah, it's not about the objective truth. It's about what he believes. Oh my God, can you believe how hard he thinks he's working? Listen here, bub. What's, what's your name, officer? <laughs> officer racism. <laughs> oh my God. Got settled with the bad name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family name. Oh no. Okay, ask your question. So what where where's where's Graves? Graves has been let go. When did that happen? And and why? I don't know. Message came from up top. His bosses, my bosses, 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 bosses. There's a lot of hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Can we speak to the manager? How long ago did this happen? Uh, I guess it was, like, right after the terrorist attack at the Supreme Court. Yeah, that sounds about right. Do you know where he lives? <sighs> I heard a rumor. I'm not supposed to tell. Tell. Do it. I, I, I'd i like to know. He saved my life. He also flushed all my medicine down the toilet. But, you know, <laughs> take good with the bad. Is that your persuasion check? I can roll intimidation instead. I have a much higher intimidation. <laughs> It's like Reese gives her like, you know, I want to thank the guy who saved my life. And in the background, you're doing like the fist to the hand motion. Yeah, but I rolled <laughs> persuasion. Should I roll intimidation? Sure. All right. Plus eight. Come on. Oh, I still only got a 10. <laughs> All right. But I got 10 and a 14. This guy is just nine to five. He doesn't have too much invested here. So he just says, you know, that airship that crashed in the desert. Yeah, sure. I heard he's been hanging out there. I guess his wife took the kids and kicked him out of the house. So he's been oh, <clears throat> out there. That's a bummer. Hey, do you want us to let us use your facial recognition software? <laughs> no. 
And you are escorted out of the police station. <laughs> okay. Hey, he wants to go to the desert. Road trip, road trip. Road trip. All right, it sounds like you guys are going to do that. So you guys going to get in the loser mobile, go out into the desert and find the downed airship, which mm-hmm. is Katarina's fault 100%. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we're able to get to it is Katarina's benefit to everybody, because <laughs> otherwise it'd be in the sky. It, well, it wouldn't be a plot point if she wouldn't have took it down. So in a way, you wrote this, Chris. Take, take responsibility you. for your plot. Awesome. All right. Let's fight. Let's fight the zombies on the way. What? <laughs> so uh, I will point out that just from a flavor standpoint, Ed is still basically dressed in like boss mode, just minus the uh, jacket. So he has like, you know, dress shirt, vest, tie. He's clearly overdressed for a trip out to the desert. But fortunately, he doesn't sweat. So <laughs> it's all good. Must be nice. Can you imagine living such a charmed life? <laughs> yes. Florida squad. Yeah. Florida squad. Like, yes, I'm, like, I, I'm living vicariously through my my Warforged character who does not need to worry about sweating. Now, there's a power fantasy. Can I get a survival check from anyone who wants to help find this downed airship in the middle of a vast, vast desert? I'm driving. I can't help. I Someone else has to do directions. I will help because I have advantage on survival checks to track people down like this. So, Oh, shit. Using skills. I got a nine after rolling twice because I had a two and then a six. I got a 16. Rack girl, please. I I have a negative three. I can only hurt us. <laughs> so 16 and 10. You have, we have two above average. Two that hit the DC of 10. So you guys oh, can okay. see it in the distance. It's a very large airship. Oh, hey, I got an 11. Look at that. <laughs> All right, so you guys see it in the distance. It's enormous. Um, none of you have actually seen this thing because Katarina attacked it and downed mm-hmm. it solo. So this is all news to you guys, not to the audience. But this is ba- it's basically the size of like a cruise ship, um, the agriculture branch uh, head. Basically, he used it as his own private like pleasure palace. He just had like a weight room and uh, you know billiards room, a library, a lounge, mm-hmm. Olympic sized pool. Just, that's that's how he spent his days because. Fuck it. Does that mean there are shelf-stable snacks? Maybe. You guys yeah. gotta find out. But but you see this th- thing in the distance, and it has landed um o- like upside down. So the bottom part, like the if you look, pic- picture like a pirate ship, right? It has the the bottom part. Yeah. And it's almost like a dome, and it's upside down. So that part is up. Question: Along the way, did we see any like cartoonishly lizard-sized giant holes in the desert where the uh, head finally <laughs> met the foot the floor? Um, do you guys want to find a skeleton? We can definitely do that. You won't have any context for what it means. <laughs> no, I, I I just want the giant person-shaped hole like a like a Wiley e. Coyote cartoon. Yes, then that ha- definitely happens. You guys drive by it. Sweet. Huh? That's a weird thing to see in the desert. Anyway. Nice. <laughs> Lenora posted to her Instagram. You would. <laughs> All right. So you guys pull up to this downed airship. Um, you don't really see much. You see there's a couple of like scattered beer cans outside and there's some graffiti. Um, but you don't see any immediate signs of life. I'm going to use. Did I take thaumaturgy? Hold on. I did. I'm going to use thaumaturgy to make myself be real loud. I'm going to go, hey, Graves. Interesting. So you yell, hey, Graves, uh, and it echoes throughout the desert because there's nothing to stop your voice from carrying in all directions. Thaumaturgy amplifies it even more so. So your voice echoes across the vast desert. It's hot as hell. It's sun's beating down on you guys. Yeah. And you hear a voice amplified as well coming from inside the airship. And it says, oh, fuck. (laughs) 
You guys again, huh? Found you. And it sounds amplified as if he's speaking into the, I want to say radio. That's not the right word. The thing when the pilots in a ship, uh, uh, in an airplane. Intercom? Intercom, yeah. Like, oh, we're going to descend to 500 feet. He's talking into one of those. <laughs> uh, but it's coming from inside. Uh, come here. Uh, I was going to say, can we just head inside? Yeah, I'm, I just want to go inside. In we go. Let's get out of the heat. Yeah, it's true. No more sun. So you guys have to find a place where it's sufficiently broken. I, I definitely want to pick you guys picture this like a pl- almost like a plane crash, like it's severely fucked up. But there are like places where it's broken. And you can kind of crawl in. Um, Ed, you have a really high passive perception, don't you? Twenty one. Yes. That's high enough to see something in your way uh, as you crawl inside. And that thing is a tripwire. And you follow it with your eyes and you see that it is connected on both sides to enough plastic explosive to kill the entire party. I, I'm just going to leave. Bye. Can I bite the tripwire so quick nothing goes off? <laughs> Frank, Frank isn't going to leave. He's just going to stand perfectly still. No, I'm not actually abandoning you guys. <laughs> it was a joke. Graves, you're going to have to be a little bit more cunning about your traps to keep me out of here. They're not for you, Dillweed. You're a Dillweed. Right, right. So, just for your benefit, I'll avoid disarming it then. Fuck you very much. We're just going to step over it, I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, Ed's going to guide everyone around any traps that he sees, but not disarm them because his suspicion is that there is a there is something actually th- a threat out here that... Uh, <clears throat> That Graves is trying to keep out. Um, yeah, so as you guys work your way deeper into the crashed airship, you see more traps. There are more tripwires. There's claymores. You basically think he, on his last day, just raided the SWAT uh, lockers and just took all of the ordnance, all of that good Rainbow Six Siege shit. Good for him. Mm. <laughs> Severance package. What's up? You know, you, you know, you know. I'm glad. I'm glad he's done something with himself there. But if you'll recall, one of his last acts on screen was to get a grenade for Katarina. So he knew where this stuff was, and that's where it came from. Um, you guys work your way deep inside to what used to be the cockpit of the airship. Mm-hmm. So the cockpit's like smashed and warped, right? Um, so it's no longer in where it's supposed to be. He he's you find him deeper into the airship. He is leaning up against the wall mm-hmm. in a space that also has traps in it, right? So there's um claymores and trip wires. You see there's like a, a couple of there's just a lot of explosives. There's like a pile of plastic explosives across the room from him. Mm-hmm. He is sitting on the ground, leaning against the wooden wall. In one hand, he has a box of wine. <laughs> Um, and in his other hand, he has a sawed-off shotgun. Big mood. Box of wine and shotgun. Yikes. All around him. <laughs> That's very Florida, I'm just saying. All around him, there are other bottles and cans scattered everywhere. There's like It's basically a carpet in here. And it's this whole room smells vaguely of piss. Sounds like Florida. Um, are you okay, Graves? That thing's been um, kind of rough. Do I look okay? Do you still have the Doge picture? <laughs> the Doge is the only one who didn't betray me, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also notice that he does have the shotgun. He, it's like half in his hand, like hanging out kind of loosely, but he is pointing it at some explosives across the room. I'm guessing um, things have been sort of rough. No thanks to you and your friends. 
Break my nose, break my nose, get me fired, lose my family. How did we get you fired? All you had to do was sit, stay, sit and just fucking watch Reese, you boobs. How did we get you fired? Again. Oh my god, you can't possibly be this stupid. Because when we interfered with Katarina's plans, then your involvement with the whole thing came out in some capacity, I take it, correct? I didn't think this plan was gonna work. Fucking, all you had to do was use your brain for a second and just think. And the whole thing falls apart, but I guess that's why he has the system that predicts everybody's behaviors, and you don't. Wait, who do you think has the system? Solomon. Great. So Luna, so that's what the whole thing... So Luna has a means of just basically predicting people's behavior. Or just knowing people's behavior. You've seen it. Yes. But wait, didn't Katarina give that to Aaron? The current dev build? You think that was the only one? Oh, so there's multiple Project Eternities out there then. There's redundancies, backup plans. Anyone who's doing manufacturing would have some. (sighs) Especially someone who is as paranoid about these things as Luna is. The system reads all your emails and all your texts and all your purchasing history. It knows everything about you. The algorithm knows what you're going to do tomorrow and the next day. And it knew Katarina was going to start killing people. Luna manipulated the manipulator into making him a manipulation system, which manipulated Katarina into killing the manipulator and then all of his competition. And you boobs killed the assassin. So what you're saying here is that the system predicted we would do something and we did not do what it predicted we would do. This bodes well for us and our chances of not being screwed over by Solomon. We just we just don't do the sensible thing. <laughs> well, it's it's not omniscient. It's not magic. It's just predicting based on past behavior okay it's probabilistic okay okay in that case i've I've got a proposition for you i've got a proposition for you graves what is the least likely thing in the world you would do today it's come help us with a thing so you should come help us with a thing don't do what the system expects i'll give you sandwiches and how is that going to help me? I can't get my job back. I'm not going to be able to see my kids anymore. Why do you need that job? Why don't you have a new job? We can get you in on our, our thing. You think Solomon's going to let me have another job? I failed him. You thought he was going to kill me before when I was in on it. Now I'm not in on it anymore. Hey, hey, hey. We are currently in charge of one of the branches of Crown ourselves. We could probably find you a job in a relative pay grade. <laughs> And if we put you in the public spotlight, it'll make it harder to assassinate you, I feel like. You're in charge now. How long do you think it's going to last? A week? Long enough to get you hired in an accounting department so that you've got enough money to see your kids, probably. Also, they already know you're out here. I don't know anything about accounting, and you guys keep breaking my nose. Because you were being a dick. You held me up by my throat and shot me in the face, and that's when I... That that, that happened before we broke your nose. <sighs> Take some responsibility for your own part in this, dude. I did... I'm the one who takes the responsibility. I saw that the system was bad, and so I, got, I became a cop. 
And then I saw that the, being a cop let me be powerful. And then I did that. I'm the person who takes the opportunities. You're the whiners. You victim mindset motherfuckers. Hey, do you want sandwiches or not? I want Reese to like walk up and kind of like put an arm on uh, Graves' shoulder. Uh, well, as you walk over to him, he does point the shotgun at you. I mean, I'm going to keep walking. I mean, based on the fact also that he can't hurt me unless those are silver bullets, but still. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't know that, I don't think, or he hasn't thought about it, maybe. He's also very <laughs> drunk, obviously. Uh, so I want to put a, sh- a hand on his shoulder and just say, you know, I know things haven't gone very well, but uh, we're not letting the system continue going on as it is. In fact, we're starting a revolution within Valentine that's going to bring down all the heads of Crown and start up something new. I don't think we're going to let anything stay the way it is. I just don't think Katarina's way of doing it was the best. And I think you can still help a lot to the system. And I don't know, maybe by doing good acts, your family will come back to you. Like karma and stuff. You're not going to take down Solomon. I mean, we already have pretty good evidence to start taking down Bo, and once that starts, it's just sort of like Snowball, right? Well, I don't know what Snowball's like, because we live in the desert, but, like, I've seen pictures of them, and, you know, one step forward, all that stuff. There's memes about this stuff. I can make a doge (laughs) in them and give them to you if you'd like. Um, I want to make a a doge meme of just like there were two footsteps in the sand, but then there was only one and that was you carrying me. It's like that, but there's a picture of a doge in it. (laughs) Do you want to make a roll or do I need to make a saving throw against a spell? Uh, I'm not specifically casting a spell on him because he doesn't need to be calmed. I'm just being friendly. So, yeah, I guess persuasion then. Nice. 21. Very good. Um, So he doesn't shoot you. Which is what, what was at stake there. <laughs> um, but he says, you guys, Solomon's family has run Valentine from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He is everywhere. He knows everything. You haven't stopped any you, anything at all. And you, di- you didn't even realize he was reading all your texts and all your emails this whole time. I just kind of assumed. But you, Katarina was still texting me like, hey, you want to go do a murder? Well, she's dumb. We're in on we're secret plot, and you you all fell for it. But you you were receiving those texts, and at no point did you go, "Cat, maybe don't send those texts." Because I was in on it. Oh my god! How do you feed yourself? How did that work out for you? Just to clarify something here, the reason why you didn't stop Katarina is because you knew that ultimately she was playing to Luna's hand. Correct. Of course, it was just gonna everyone else dead, and then Luna's in charge, and then me and Katarina are like, you know, the second place, third place, we'll share. Listen, dude, I love a good bender as much as anybody, <laughs> but at some point, and it's usually the point where near a room full of pee, pointing a gun at explosives, <laughs> the bender needs to end. What, listen, listen, from my personal experience of getting, like, shit-faced on box wide and pointing guns at explosives, <laughs> let me just tell you, now's the time you want to back off from the whole thing, my hey, dude. Hey, Graves, do you mind if I just real talk with you for a sec? I know we've been a little bit jokes in here. You, you said, right, that you're worried about your kids. I've been down that road. I'm going to tell you where I'm at. 
you might not see your kids again. But even if that's the case, don't you want to do something to make the world that they're in better? Even if you can't be there to see them experience that betterness. You talk good, but don't understand. Solomon is only going to leave my kids alone if I stay in here. Once I go out, then it's open season. The only reason you guys are alive is because you're taking down the other heads. He's just letting you... You're the Katarina too, new new model. You're just He's going to let you get the other guys arrested and buy their companies and stuff, and then he's going to take you out too. Look, is, is the thing. Two, two questions for you then. One, surely he's expecting you to stay here because everything tells you you should stay here. There's too much at risk not to. There's no way he'd expect you leaving. And then even if you can't leave... If you don't feel up to it, can you help us from here? Because we are... Uh, we're, try- we're trying to help. See, this is where you guys are dumb. Alright? The only reason he didn't, the system didn't predict you going to stop Cat is because it didn't predict you guys were going to be all... Uh, uh, what's the word? Um, selfless and not just be rich assassins like Katarina. It didn't take into account that because it's a system that uh, assumes rational uh, actors trying to, you know, win. And if I leave, I'm trying to win. No, not if it's for selfless reasons. Me trying to see my kids isn't selfless. Uh, he actually reaches kids. up and he reaches up and pulls on the metal plate on his nose and it starts bleeding as he like tries to like almost yank it off in frustration. Can I uh cast cure light wound or cure wounds on him to heal up the the wound? Yeah. Martis will interject and and Ed's eyes will shift accordingly and he will say You're right, you're no, you know. Wanting to see your kids isn't a selfless act. So that is part of what the whole thing would predict. That's the problem with most of these predictions, though. They anticipate what is assumed to be rational actors. It's like the prisoner's dilemma schemes all over again. Or the opposite, because everyone just does their own. Because in prisoner's dilemma, cooperating is the best. But this assumes nobody's going to cooperate, because you don't. He's read your emails. He's seen your bank account. You don't. Most people don't. Well, I'm not a person per se, so that makes things easier, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you are. Are you? Are you a self-hating forged? You one of those? I don't think you understand who you're talking to, but that's beside the point. There's four of you. Come on, are you really just gonna sit here in the pee room for the rest of your life? <laughs> <laughs> <Ha, ha, ha. laughs> I, I have to. No, you don't have to do anything. He actually just reaches inside of his um he with uh, he drops the box wine and reaches inside of his um tattered, you know, police uniform which he's still wearing. He hasn't changed or showered. You don't want to know how long. And he just throws a card at you. What is it? His uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like his authorization card for the police station? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's like it's deactivated, but you guys have branch head authority you can probably get it reactivated 
Thanks. Are you going to come with or do you, do you really want to stay in the pee and explosive room? What could I possibly do out there that I can't do in here? If I go out there, I'm just going to drink and pee myself. It's the same. It's the same. Reese is going to uh, like turn around and she's going to put on like the, the, the superhero domino mask that she'll sometimes wear. <laughs> and she's going to turn back to say, you know, this game is rigged. But you cannot lose if you do not play. And I'm going to start kicking over his wine, his fucking booze. <laughs> <He's> like, <"No> <laughs> <more."> <laughs> All right. So it sounds like you guys are trying. Uh, you're very much um, what sort of looking for prioritizing getting him out of here. Why don't you make a group persuasion roll? I guess I say I don't particularly want him to per se leave because I think he actually has a very valid point And like his kids are potentially going to be threatened if he leaves. I'm in the same position of I'm not going to pressure him to leave if he's not comfortable doing so. Like, I'm glad he's ha- he's willing to help us do things, and I'm going to offer to, like, try and see if I can get his kid safe. But, like, yeah, I'm not going to try and persuade him to leave if he doesn't feel safe doing so. But I do want to try to make it so he doesn't just revert to drinking himself to death in the middle of a desert, like, crash ship, like... I want to try to inspire him to think he could work better than that. I feel like if we're going to leave him in the desert, we might as well leave him as alcohol. <laughs> Two very different lines of thinking here. I'm not going to go against the, the group, but uh, I'll roll it. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to roll a personal persuasion. Because I think he should come. And I'm going to offer for him to come stay on my couch. Twelve. It's not very good. Not very good. <sighs> He just throws a bottle at you, Lenora. Fine, I'll eat my own sandwiches. Oh, great. If 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 you're not coming with us, at the very least, is there anything we can do to thank you for helping us? Do you need supplies? I haven't helped you at all. You're not. You're just gonna die. You're just gonna die. That's what ever happens when people go up against him. You're just, you're already dead. <laughs> Fist of the North Star. <laughs> Look, we, 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 we got around what he expected once. We can do it again. It wouldn't be the first time for me, so I'm not that worried about it. You should be. It's fine. I'll just, I'll just shuffle my deck, of, I'll shuffle my deck of magical cards and then just activate whatever the first one I draw out is. Because then even though I don't know what I'm going to do. How's he going to predict that, huh? Well, good luck. Lenora's going to go to leave. Yeah, ready to go. I'll stay behind for like a moment after like everyone leaves. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reese is going to like take off the mask. And she's just going to be like, you know, I think you're right. Um, There's a part of me that thinks that we're all just going to end up getting killed. But I don't know. I don't want to wallow in the alternative. I want to think that at least I tried. So you stay behind to try to to offer Grave some words. And he like motions you over. Okay. I'll go over. He puts the, the shotgun down and he like leans forward and he, he whispers something to you, Reese. Do you get whispered to? Yes. He says, find the churches. Do I innately know what he's talking about? 
Is this about chicken or something? Mm. It is not about chicken. And uh, you do not know what the fuck he's talking about, Reese. You mean like literal churches or? Uh, Reese, you are hit in the face by what you're not sure at first. Whatever it is makes your eyes close instinctively and you have to wipe it away and it's warm. Is it urine? Nope. It's blood. Oh. <laughs> Much worse. Uh, it takes you a second to figure out where it came from. Oh, no. Um, and it came from a hole. Yeah. In Graves' face. So, uh, what, what level spell slot are you going to use on cure wounds, huh? And you see in the hole where Graves' face used to be is a harpoon. Holy shit. Which has been plunged through the side of the ship and in through the back of Grace's head and out through the front, knocking off the plate that used to be on his face. And the harpoon retracts back out through the hole as Graves' body slumps to the floor. Can I try to heal him? I, I imagine it may not be possible to. This is, is this, a, this is a chunky salsa situation, right? Yes. One, when the gods died, the event that did that made resurrection magic non-functional. And we, he has been stabbed through the brainstem with a harpoon. Okay. So despite the fact that he's dead, Reese is still going to cast healing magic because in her mind, she wants to make this as non-suffering as possible for like his last moments mm-hmm. and she's panicking mm-hmm. uh, and she's gonna try to see where it looked like the harpoon came from like she's gonna try to see if she can get a vantage point of what she just saw yeah so you're healing you're trying to heal graves and you hear him gurgling something with what's left of his mouth it came in like through his head and through the top of his snout and basically shore it off and he says something else, and it sounds like "hara," H A R A. That's all you get. And you look up through the hole where the harpoon came in, and you see a figure getting onto a military drone, and its engines firing up. Oh no! Is it cat? You cannot tell looking through the hole. Eh, damn, I don't know if there's anything I can really do. Um. Yeah, I think I'm just going to have to kind of watch as the figure flies away because I, I don't have the ability to get out of the uh, base quick enough without dying, probably, because I'm kind of clumsy. And, uh, well, no, fire does hurt. Never mind. I was going to say, maybe I'm a mutant. No, wait, no, fire does hurt. <laughs> Can you jump through the hole that the harpoon came through? Isn't it in the ceiling? He was on the floor laying against the wall. <gasps> You're a rat. You can get through small holes. Okay, I, I misinterpreted where the hole was. And yeah, I'm going to turn into a rat and try to go through the hole. <laughs> All right, so you scurry through the harpoon hole? Yeah. All right, you, you get out of the ship and back onto the sand of the desert, and you see this figure mounting the military drone, which is basically like a glider that it uses to fly around, and it, with a flick of the wrist, uh, telescopes its harpoon and stores it away in a holster. Okay, uh... I want to cast a spell mm-hmm. at this person because I just watched them murder somebody that Reese kind of liked, even though he was kind of a dickbag. Uh, so I'm going to cast synop- yeah, Synaptic Static. 
I've heard about this spell. It's something I don't have to worry about because you're probably never going to cast it. Yeah, I'm never going to cast it. Who knows? Uh, so each creature 20 foot radius uh, centered on the point must make an intelligent saving throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the creature has an intelligent score of two or lower, though, it can't be affected by it. So that is something to consider. Is it? I don't know. Maybe it's <laughs> super, it might be a super stupid assassin. I don't know. Uh, 12. That is not enough. All right, what happens? So target takes 86 on a save, and after that, target has muddled thoughts for one moment. So every time it tries to make an attack, it'll roll a d6 and take that number away from its attack rolls and ability scores. Uh, and then has to make an intelligent save at the end of its turn, which ends the effect on a success. All right, roll damage. 18. That's not a high number, but it's numbers. Nope, uh, but the figure on the drone looks um, uh, flinches as if sustaining a blow, and it turns and looks back at you. Um, you get a better look at it now. Um, it's a humanoid figure. It is roughly the height and proportions of Katarina Brooks. <laughs> the main difference would be that you've never seen Katarina Brooks wear the clothes this figure is wearing. Uh, it's wearing uh, what appears to be a scale pattern shawl. Um, something you might see someone who like lives in the in the desert wear. It's a kind of um, a loose fitting garment but it has patterns as if it's uh made out of scales and you see this appears to be wearing a helmet which looks like a thorny devil lizard folk but metal okay uh i want to charge towards this figure mm-hmm. uh very emotionally as a rat well no uh as a uh, person now because i had to cast a spell but i'm gonna run as fast as i can as uh, as a uh, you know what else? Mostly stay at home, fucking <laughs> closet nerd. But you know, I'll get it in there. Yeah, you're slightly faster than a regular nerd, so you know. Okay, so you take off running across the desert at this figure. Um, the jets on the drone ignite, and this figure does a quick 180 and flies back towards you. Um, and with a flick of the wrist, telescopes its harpoon back out. I'm trying to think. What? So what's the static effect? Uh, the static. Static effect is you roll a D tw- uh, D6 and you subtract that number from all your attack rolls and ability checks as well as constitution saving throws to maintain constitution or concentration. Uh, 16. Does that hit? That super hits. <laughs> Oops. All right. Uh, so as the figure on the drone, I'm going to have to think of a name for this figure. Do you guys want to just call it Kraken Bane for now? Sure. Because everyone just refers to Katarina as Katarina. So I'll use that. That's a handy indicator. Um, it flies past Reese. And as it does so, it launches its harpoon into you. And that hits 16, 9 damage. So do I take damage from it? Oh, I like this. So you're immune, so we can get nastier. So she, it, so. <laughs> I like the It's like, ooh, I can make this gory now. Yeah, so the Kraken Bane. It impales your throat. Yeah, Kraken Bane swoops down and basically goes to do what it did to Graves, just to stab you clean through the head. Because here's the thing about the assassinations we've seen so, so far this season. There's a lot of, I shoot him in the head. Mm-hmm. Max damage, head explodes. If you'll recall, there's a specific part of the season I'm thinking of in particular. <laughs> it's the one where we all sat around and like talked about our feelings, and then one of us gets shot in the head because that was my favorite part. I'm just saying, I didn't set this tone, it was set for me, and I'm using it. So, <laughs> Kraken Bane attempts to spear you through the head with its harpoon, and it just glances off like on your forehead and it tickles a little bit. And it, instead of circling around to attack again, it just keeps flying off on the glider into the distance. 
are the rest of the team at this point aware of what's going on at all? Yeah, with Ed's passive perception, you guys exit the downed airship and you see a figure on a on a drone flying through the sky away. So real quick, is the harpoon on any kind of like tether that allows it to be pulled back or did the Kraken Bane just fucking toss it and now it's like gone now? It just threw it and it glanced off your head and it hit the ground. It's just in the grass. It's, an, it's just a telescope. It's exactly the kind of telescoping harpoon Katarina had before. Can I pick it up and off a fucking one in 20 shot, try to throw it at the uh, the the vehicle and try to break it? <laughs> Or do something, because I don't have ranged attacks. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this is the fucking dumbest idea ever, and if it works, I'm going to be so thrilled. Please throw the harpoon. Uh, do I... Am I considered to have proficiency with harpoon? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> Curses. Alright. Then that is... A crit fail! <laughs> oh. Yes! <laughs> Alright. Yes! All right, that is actually super interesting. So you throw the harpoon, Krakenbane uh, kind of dips down and snatches it back up out of the air. And then as it flies over the airship, um, throws it down into like a crack in a window or something with pinpoint accuracy, hits uh, a bunch of uh, claymores. The claymores set off the C4, the C4 sets off the trip mines, and the airship is immolated in a giant fireball. Um, everybody who just exited dexterity saving throws as the thing you exit fucking explodes shit <laughs> sweet seven no 12 20 all right so ed saves he takes half that's only four and everyone else takes eight not that bad so you guys okay. are most of the way out and a fireball just knocks you over my fur is singed yeah because the figure had to fly overhead to do that um i have a bullshit thing i want to try to pull mm-hmm. uh, while it tries to fly away mm-hmm Use one of my ranger spells against it as it starts flying off, mm-hmm. which is a, a hunter's mark. Mm-hmm. I see it, you know, zero in on it, mark it as my prey, and then, you know, in slow motion, Jawu shenanigans, two pistols appear, you know, out of Edisms, and they just try to fire off shots against the target as it flies away in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If you want to pose disadvantage, that's fine. I just want the, the flavor of the pulling the shots on him there's a 22 out of one of those two 22 hits 16 damage as ed just sort of watches the uh figure fly off and tries to you know keep his eyes on it as long as it can as it flies away yeah you shoot it in the back and it definitely hurts it Uh, you can tell that you it's not immune to bullets you shoots it in the back and it flinches and kind of goes to one knee on the drone but keeps flying how fast is uh, the drone speed? It's probably pretty fast. Yes, very fast. So I probably couldn't catch up with it flying at the speed of 60 feet. No, you cannot fly faster than the drone. No, I wanted to fly faster than a okay, drone. So I have one thing I'd kind of like to do, and I want to run this by you, Austin, and see whether you reckon Frank has enough information to do this, uh, separate from me as a player. Basically, we've Frank has been there to see person roughly of Katarina's build on a drone throwing, uh, firing off harpoons. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's that Frank would have enough reason to cast locate creature and try and identify if that's Katarina? 
Oh, I mean, you don't need to ask my permission. Yeah, well, I just want to make sure that narratively, that like, it, I wasn't using too much player information there. If you think that's what Frank would do, then I back you up. I trust you. Okay, so uh, Frank is going to try and cast Locate Creature on Katarina and see if Katarina is within 1,000 feet of us. So you ser- you use Locate Creature to find Katarina Brooks? Yep. Mm-hmm. You do not find Katarina Brooks. June 2018. Credits. Oh, it's June already? Goddamn. I'm sorry. I'm Austin Yorsky. This is Credits. You're Lauren Morgan. This is Credits. Wow, Credits. This is our intro, always. <laughs> it's always Wow Credits. Wow Credits. Uh, music this month. Trance version, an arrangement of theme from Ghost and Goblins by Overclock. Goblins. Remit. Goblins. Catch him in bed with a goblin. <laughs> no. Kiss the goblins. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Overclock Remix, thank you. Also, Badass, an arrangement of One Week Angel from Final Fantasy VII. Also, Overclock Remix. And finally, Redesign Your Logo by Lemon Demon, a.k.a. Neil Sisierga. Catches catches stuff. Catch the wave. Crave the wave. Gotta listen to that music. I feel like you're getting it down because you did it extra fast this month. The music? Yeah, you like got it out so fast. Wow, gotta go fast. You're like Sianic. I like that guy. Is it? They're making a movie out of that. Have you heard about that? Yeah, there's somebody who shouldn't be in it that was gonna be in it as like a person that was friends with Sonic, right? Uh, inappropriate for the credits recording. Anyway, executive producers, June 2018. You want to read? Joseph Tombrello. Oh gosh, I thought you were gonna say yes. I want to read, and then I would. No, start. we're doing it. We're just doing it. Okay, well, Joseph Tombrello gets two, and then I'm gonna say Extellaris. Random web person. Jade. Jesse Young. Devin Smith. Sivard Nakasimova. Arna Helgadotter. Brent. Every episode of Dice Funk. Goatly. The Cult of Gorfanax. Paul Mullen. Dr. Goatman. Toshira Kuro. Andrew Grothin. Levi the Young. Kevin Dobbins. Anthony Silver. Morgan Rapp. It up every time. Morgan Rapp. Morgan Rapp. Jane Magnet. Harley Astor. Garrett. Ryan Brown. Bronze Oni. Andrew Fallow. A- Andrew Falu, conduit of mediocrity itself. Puck. <laughs> From Shakespeare. <laughs> I Ionis. Soy my name Nicolopolis. Gosh. You put this in this order on purpose. Got her. Can wet things smell? Shrek. It's ogre. You got Shrek. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Joaquin Groaning. Jerry Flowers. Jess Ball Singh. John Barnett. Q. Cumber. Hustlebones. Killer Cotton Shizno. Nicholas Dominic. Isaac Aravello. Yam. Anna Michael. Andrew Birmingham. Gina Helver. Douglas Williamson. The Most Wise Guru. Z. <laughs> it's Z23619. Oh, it was so far over, I didn't even notice. Quench, <laughs> the, quench the void. No, I will not quench the void. You must. Adorkable smile. No, I'll quench it. Vizzy <laughs> Huggles. Jay Logan, conduit of queerness itself, yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say same. <laughs> same, but yes. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. 
Madison Lilith McKenzie. Venatoria Stoltz. Victoria Melito. Scotty Vilhard. Aline. Mazjin. Criterion. Einar Johansson. Carter Rayner. Major Tem. Matthew B. Hare. Jorgen, conduit of name butchering. Wenwick Ford. Listen, we're doing our best. <laughs> we try really hard. I know, but it's good though. I like that everyone's adopted our lore as their naming convention and also that they keep owning us. Those They're are two owning very good us, things. Uh, please. Too much owning. Never too much owning. Joy, Joy Fox. Fox. Joy Fox. Rizumi Yazera. Albert West. Ken Firstall. Eleanor Nanante Sees Periton. Scott Cummings. Starlight Glimmer Did Nothing Wrong. Juman Jack. Melly Tish. Arjun DeKonig. Grimlock. John Potts. Noah Sudret. Zephasaurus. Elderly Goose. Salad Child. Seraph Stone. Castor UK. Aki Savalainen. The Paladin's Wife. Florian H. The Meat Copter Brigade. I don't know if that's a reference to something or if it's just awesome. It just awesome. sounds really metal. Yeah. The Meat Copter Brigade. I'm just going to say it again because it's very good. Junk 2.0. The Hetzels. Dominic Bowden. Melissa Nielsen. Don. Connor Reynolds. Pruitt Holcomb. Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol. Francois V. Shanus. Dennis Pancake Detlefsen. Miko Kirko. <laughs> Miko from Finland. Miko from Finland. Dennis Bankston. Josh Mosier. Indigo Van Dane. Five Purple Wands? <laughs> That's another good band name. <laughs> Uh, Sydney Marzing. Just the Jester. Brady Warner. Kitty Foe. James Neely. Marissa Donaldson. M. Joe. Lana Seawolf. Lana Seawolf. Lana? I feel like I say it one way or the other every time, and I feel like no matter how I say it, you always correct me because I feel like you're out to own me. No, it's Lana, like Lan party. Lan. Yeah. Listen, I'm gonna cry. No, no, <laughs> not during There's the credits. There's no crying in credits. There's okay. no crying in credits. Uh, Toby Gleason Stack. Matthew Weber. Melissa Booker. Cameron Abbas. Dylan. Anna Stolfar. Sean, the host of Punk Dunk Plays. Harrison Andrew. Christopher Charlow. Dorrit. Vigor Arnston. Cody Jackson. That's all of them. We really fucked up this month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I did my best. In our defense, mm-hmm. neither of us should be awake. That's true. Um, so other stuff that we do on this part is I say patreon.com slash Austin Yorski. That's me. Fish Shark Marketing edit- ended that other show I did. So this, oh, is, this is my income now. So that's oh, the thing. Help him, please. Please help the boy. Also, patreon.com slash weekly manga recap for Chris. Uh Bandcamp.skitch.skitch.skitch.bandcamp.skitch. Bandcamp.skitch.com for sketch. Yes. I know. Mm-hmm. I had to continue the joke. Dot com slash sketch. Yeah. Lower K Buzz. Everywhere. And also Kotaku.uk. Dot right? co- dot co- dot co- UK. Websites. Websites. Um, what else? Oh, we also got I just gotta say, we don't do this every month because I'm an idiot, but we just some phenomenal fan art out there. Um we just had oh, a, yeah. yeah it's want, all good you want to talk about it uh, i like it <laughs> specifically though uh people finished up the um tarot project for last yeah, season yeah i've been seeing some of those that's fucking baller guys it's like, very good what the fuck uh so shout out to uh save arden uh the dragenda uh <laughs> juno heckin steel i'm just looking through my likes here on twitter chase jones cosman yawn levi the ghoul um adam sane Abyss123, Edmund Kapusniak, 
I'm very he's, bad. He's trying. I'm trying very hard. Um, who else? Syretha. Yeah, everyone's art is killing it. Jessica Sims. What about Aline? Aline. Um, boop, boop, boop. There's a, there's a lot of people. Do we already say C questions? I don't know if they did any cards, but they do good art. Nicholas C, us, at C questions on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. I usually see that. On t- I don't know. The, the internet. Jared Johnson. Everyone's art is phenomenal. And uh, thank you to uh, animals. Are you sure? Yeah, there's there's two cats here that are okay, I guess. Goblins. I have several scars because they're too clumsy. Uh, Smudge sounds like he's... She's? Smudge? Cat. Cat. Sounds good. Cat. Uh, Chris's dog? Scotia. Scotia? Scotia only gets this one. Scotia, no! Because Chris <laughs> will murder us if we leave Scotia out ever again. Scotia's on notice. Scotia know it, knows what it did. I don't know which... <laughs> I don't know pronouns. Scotia, Scotia did bo- Bork one time when we were recording, I think. I enjoyed it. Uh, also, to all the cats out there listening to the podcast. Because I'm sure it happens. Meow. Oh, boy.